everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gray, the podcast. Podcast about the light, the dark, the hilariously obscene, and everything in between. I'm Dylan, and that's Emily. Hey. Let's go. My goodness. We're back. We're back. We're back. You're a little wild. I'm awake. <laughs> surprisingly. Oh, she wants to find that squeaker so bad. Oh my gosh. Penny, leave it alone. We, no. We hit a squeaker from her because otherwise she'd be squeaking it during the podcast. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Yep. And now she's like desperately trying to sniff it out and I have it and she's so close. <laughs> she's going to find it. Pens, you have other toys that don't make noise. Play with those. Do you want to talk to him about your trip to Dallas? Um, how I almost died? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you don't know, my sister and I, my sister moved to Dallas. Shush. Uh, my sister and I moved to Dallas. Take three. Click. <laughs> <laughs> um, I helped my sister move to Dallas. We got there. All right. This week. All right. <laughs> and so we drove down there together with her stuff and then i flew back but we weren't anticipating driving through a hurricane a literal <laughs> hurricane yeah penny it's upsetting i would rather drive in a minnesota winter snowstorm than a hurricane yes it's terrible well especially when you're driving we're never going to see a hurricane but like up here anyway but like those people don't know how to drive in that kind of weather because it doesn't happen very often yeah everyone was going in the ditch yeah. everyone yeah it was it was a time I don't want to do it again. Um, it was bad. Yeah. What about the what about the the fun parts of the trip though? Yeah, we did have fun. Um, it did get long though. Yeah, I mean, you left early Monday morning. Well, not that early. Well, but it was so it was early. <laughs> it was early, and then drove all day Monday, most of Tuesday. Got there Tuesday. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then you flew back Wednesday. Uh huh. But yeah, she seems to be happy and settled in. I'm really excited for her. I think it'll be good. What else? We went uh, we went to the cabin with my sister and her husband and our cousin. We did. Spent a weekend up there. Oh, one night and a day. But it was still fun. It's so crazy that last weekend it was like 85 mm -hmm. and now it's 55. Yeah. Lower than that. It was, it was 41 on my way home from work. Yeah. I just saw something that said... The weather went from 95 to 55 like it was passing a state trooper. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. It's well, just been the there. worst. I've been there. I know you have. Don't speed. But They'll was, get you. They will. <laughs> uh, but it was just... I hate it when it's just like a jump. I like a gradual. Well, it's going to go back. Next week. I hope it stays forever. It's not. We also got a new couch. Or we ordered we a new ordered couch. We ordered a new couch. It was our first, like... That's our first big furniture like, big purchase. furniture purchase. Yeah. And we were so excited. Like, we had to, like, come home and, like, make sure it fits. But it's this, like, 
really like trendy like kind of mid-century modern-y couch oh it's gonna look so good in our space when we get it in and then we find out like we're literally signing papers and like paying for it and then he goes it'll be here in january (laughs) (laughs) i was like um oh yeah penny that's how i felt about it that's how we felt about it yeah he turns to us and says because we had the the one on the floor wasn't the right orientation we had to have we had to have it flipped so he's like great that's no problem and then we get to the computer and then like emily said we did we paid for it then like we're just finishing filling out paperwork and he goes so we're actually we're we're actually out of the orientation you guys need so it's actually gonna be (laughs) the end of january and i my i I hope my jaw didn't actually drop. <laughs> well, you were wearing a mask, so I was wearing a mask, so I couldn't tell anyway. Um, you were pretty quiet the rest of the day, though. You were sad. I was really sad. I'm still a little sad about it because I was super excited about this couch. I know. I'm excited too. But you know what? January and February suck anyway, so it'll be like something to look <laughs> forward to. What are you talking about? I'm so looking forward to January of 2021 because it'll be no more 2020. Yeah, but what if it's not, it's not this different? If it's that's, still... Yeah, that's if, the thing. It's if like, the 2020s, yeah. like all of them suck. See, it has to change. This is not what I thought we were getting into when I when we found out we were getting into the Roaring Twenties again. Yeah, they suck. I thought it was going to be fun. And it so far has uh, not been. But if you think about it, if... Well, when we're able to get back to normal and like there's a vaccine or, you know, what have you, you know, whatever they need to make it so we can go back to normal life, which I'm sure will happen in this decade, you know, like it'll probably happen within a year. I hope so. I hope it will be the roaring 20s then because everybody's going to be going out. That's true. (laughs) Everyone's going to go nuts. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Any other fun tidbits? I don't know if I have any fun tib tidbits. Tidbits. Um but I do have a new um TV suggestion. I watch TV now like it's my job. <laughs> um truly. Netflix should hire me to review their shows. Well, you're doing it for free right now, so Yes, that is correct. <laughs> so why would they pay me? <laughs> um, but I, my new suggestion is Warrior Nun. It is so good. It's like surprisingly good. I thought it was going to be very stupid. Like kind of campy. Not. E- I thought it was just going to be dumb. I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this might be good. It's still kind of, it is kind of campy, but it's like a good campy. Yeah, I mean, I've only seen tidbits of it, so I don't really have thoughts on it. But you seem to really like it. Keep using that word, tidbits. 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 I can't say it. Pieces. Okay, sorry. Small amounts. But yeah, my buddy Eric said the same thing. He really liked it. It's also something that, you know how most shows, you could go, oh, it's similar to this show. Or it's... Kind of like Umbrella Academy. Yes. I cannot think of another show that i could even compare it to yeah it's 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 its own thing i like i can't even imagine like the the script writers were so smart with it because i cannot even imagine what they would have had to do to like pitch this 
two networks. Right. Being like, I'm sorry, they're nuns and they're warriors. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's just such a wild concept. And at first glance, I was like, oh, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. But it actually works so well and it's so good. And I literally cannot wait for next season. <laughs> they leave you on like the best cliffhanger. It's so good. Everyone watch it. Warrior Nun on Netflix. I might rewatch it. Well, add that to your list of other shows you've rewatched. So, and me. I mean, I've seen Ready Player One six times. I've watched The Witcher three times through. I mean, everybody watch Sabrina. I've seen it four times all the way through. Yeah. And once the next season comes out, I'll watch it five times all the way through. Also, everyone sign that. Um, the petition the online petition for Sabrina to go to HBO because it's very important to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can't be friends if you don't support Sabrina. You don't support Sabrina and her journey to HBO. So, so there. What well, was there? Anything else you wanted to talk? Also, to oh yes, there this is. This is something you don't know yet. Uh oh. Um, the Kardashians oh, no. just announced. Oh. That this is their last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Okay, that's kind of big, actually. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Are they over it? I know that Courtney was super, super done with it in the last season. Right. I don't know if COVID, like, sparked anything. Or if Kanye... Kanye probably had a lot to do with it because he's had so many issues. Right. You know, I don't know. They probably need to be a little more private moving right forward now. yeah but yeah i think it's very surprising and i think i have a feeling that they're going to become irrelevant without the show yeah <laughs> absolutely like they will. i think they'll lose a ton of business yeah because they sell so much stuff like kylie's got that all that makeup and stuff and kim's got like a shapewear line she's got an underwear line she's got perfume perfume makeup um chloe's got a jean line although i don't think her jean line that'll be affected because it's not her name it's called good american if that makes sense maybe but i think you're right i think they're gonna lose a lot of they're just yeah people aren't gonna care yeah if they're not watching i just don't think they're gonna i think they're going to end up regretting ending it because it was their choice it wasn't wasn't the network telling the network them, hey. Saying, hey, we're done. Yeah. But, I mean, they've also made enough money where they probably never have to work another day in their lives. So. Yeah, but what's Kris Jenner going to do? She's like almost 70 years old. She probably can retire. <laughs> That's true. But will she want to? I mean, no, but she's probably got to slow down at some point. Yeah. That's crazy that she's almost 70. Plastic surgery is a bitch. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, wow, that's huge. What, how many seasons? 27? No, I think they're ending on their 21st. 21st. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was more than that. No. 27 years is a long time. <laughs> 27 seasons, or 21 seasons is still a lot, though. I know. Huge for, like, a reality TV show, too. Yeah. But yeah, I just found that out, and they decided that they're ending it. Well, I honestly never thought they'd end it. Yeah, we'll just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <It'd> be, <laughs> when they got old, it would be like... The reality TV version of Golden Girls. You know what? That would have been great. <laughs> I approve. And I've seen a bunch of people post being like, okay, it's fine that the, if the Kardashians want to end 
their show, but did they have to tell us in 2020? Like, it did, it's been enough now. Like, people are pissed. <laughs> yeah, 2020 is a year that no one's going to want to read about in a history book. Well. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to figure out a way I can hold my papers and my wine at the same time. If anyone can do it, dear, it's you. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> How romantic. All right. <laughs> How romantic. How romantic. All right, I got to do my <clears throat> musical transition. <clears throat> Story time with Emily. <sighs> yeah. Nailed it. You're welcome, America. We really need someone to write us something. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> Road. Okay. So this week, my story is The Black Dahlia. Which is great because I know nothing about The Black Dahlia. Nothing? Zero. All right. So fan of the show and friend of the show, Rachel Z, suggested this. Wow. Look yeah. at that. Well, Rach. And I had Black Dahlia on, I have like a list of topics that I want to do eventually. And this was on it. And I was like, well, what better time to do it? All right. All right, here we go. Hit me with the story of Black Dahlia. Oh, my face itches. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is a serious podcast, Emily. If you could get your ish together, that'd be great. <gasps> Penny, you're my new co-host. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> get going. Learn how to talk. She's been working on it. I, I really think she's trying to talk sometimes. Yes. So on the morning of January 15th, 1947... Um, a mother named Betty Bursinger, Bursinger, Bursinger. Bursinger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, was walking with her three-year-old daughter in the morning and she was going to a shoe repair store to run an errand. I'm guessing something to do with shoes. I don't know. You would think. When she walks past the remains of a lady... Named Elizabeth Short. Was she short? No, that was her last name. Ah. <laughs> that was then, funny. Come on. No, that's not something to laugh at. We're moving on. <laughs> not funny at all. <laughs> oh, she hates me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when she walked past Elizabeth Short, she had glanced at her and then she kept walking because she thought it was a mannequin. She said the body was so white, and then she looked back again, and she was like, that's a body. Okay, so the body was cut in half. Ugh. And she said, Betty said that she looked so pale. Oh, I just said this. Great notes, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> that she looked like a mannequin. <laughs> it's so important she had to say it twice. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Betty was quoted to say, I glanced to my right and saw this very dead white body my goodness it was so white it didn't look like anything more than perhaps an artificial model it was so white and separated in the middle so the body was a of 22 year old elizabeth short elizabeth short had just recently moved from massachusetts to la to become an actor and she was a waitress in between acting jobs aren't we all as we all are (laughs) The way her body was basically posed in this vacant lot was weird. 
She was naked and her eyes were posed open. Her her arms were also above her body and her legs were spread apart. And she was literally at her torso cut in two. Mm -hmm. She had blunt force trauma to her head and pieces of her flesh were cut out. And this is one of the most iconic parts of this case. She had cuts on her face, leaving her face with a permanent smile like the Joker. Ooh. Yeah. Spooky. So even though it was such a brutal, like you could see that her attack was so brutal. Like she's literally cut in half. There was no blood at the scene at all. Oh, so she had been. The body had been drained of blood. Yeah. And washed. Ugh. Before being placed in this vacant lot. The coroner said she died of a hemorrhage and shock, um, and the but the cuts on her mouth were done while she was still alive. Ugh, that'd be horrible. I know. <laughs> and there was like proof that she'd been like tied up and tortured. Right. Obviously. Well, yeah. We didn't even the coroner to tell us that. Yeah. We can see. <laughs> okay, so after Betty called the police, she continued to the shoe store. Oh. <laughs> My God! Well, I got I'll be damned if I don't get this hair done today. I'm putting it off for two weeks. She's like these shoes were expensive. They're Dude. Italian leather. Nineteen forty what? Forty seven. Forty seven. Honestly, though, that was probably the third body she found that week. <laughs> She's like, officer, I this found was just, another this one. This was just the most un- interesting one. I don't know what to tell the you. The only one she called the police about. Think about her daughter, though. Oh, that daughter probably needs therapy. But since it was 1947, she probably didn't get therapy. She grew up to be a murderer herself. Yeah. I mean, what's that? Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the police. What? Nothing. I'm funny. Keep going. Hilarious, Ben. Uh Hilarious. You're the worst. Sometimes I love you. (gasps) I love you so much. Don't give me that face. You're the cutest baby ever. I'm just going to give you the silent treatment on a podcast. (laughs) Have fun with that. Joke's on you. I do the editing, so I'll just cut the silent stuff out. (laughs) Yeah, I can't do anything about that. Okay. So the police were able to identify her because of her fingerprints, because she'd actually been arrested for underage drinking in the past. Well. Also, side note, her mugshot, I'll show you it. She literally looks like a model. I've never seen a more attractive mugshot in my life. Like her hair looks windblown and she's got like this like sexy like um she was like smolder look. You said she was trying to be an actress. Was she like, "Oh, this is the perfect time to take my headshots?" Yes. <laughs> Why not? It was free. Free headshots. Great. <laughs> Okay, they basically said in their police report that she's 5'6", 118 pounds, black hair, green eyes, very attractive. What's the point of that? Was it in the report? Yes. (laughs) That's just something they said because she's literally a woman. You'd never say that about a dead man. That's a very attractive... That's a handsome man. Yeah. He was a handsome man. (laughs) (laughs) Nice eyes. Nice eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look like he'd been working out recently. Literally, just because she's a woman. <laughs> Pisses me off. So dumb. Okay, so it also said she had bad lower teeth. Okay, rude. 
um, and fingernails chewed to the quick. Well, she was being tortured, so mm-hmm. I think we'd all chew our fingernails off. <laughs> okay, so this is where the Black Dahlia thing comes in. So nine days after they found Elizabeth, there was an envelope that was delivered to the police. And on the cover, it basically was cut out letters, like a basically like a serial killer. Like a ransom note type thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, like not they, really a ransom but note. But like they cut it out of a magazine? Cut everything like out of a magazine. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like creepy looking. Like the My Favorite Murder logo. Yep. Yeah. So, and on the top of the envelope, it read Los Angeles Examiner and other Los Angeles papers. Here is the Dahlia's belongings letter to follow. And... Inside the envelope was her social security card, her address book with some pages missing. That'll be important later. Oh, shit. Um, some photographs, basically anything that you would find in the purse of someone that was alive in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. And the newspapers at the time gave her the name of the Black Dahlia because she had jet black hair and she was often known to war, war, wear <laughs> <laughs> black clothes. This we're talking about the girl now. Yeah, Black okay. Dahlia. Oh, okay. So she's Black Dahlia. She's the Black Dahlia. I yes. thought the Black Dahlia was like a serial killer. No, it was like the name of the serial killer. No. Okay, I'm tracking with you now. Great. And she's called the Black Dahlia because the murderer called her Dahlia on the envelope. Right. And the newspapers often would either give names to serial killers or victims of killers, like famous murders. Because that's just what they what did. What they did, yeah. That was their form of entertainment back in the day. Yeah. Okay, so even in the 1940s, they were able to recover fingerprints off this envelope. Wow. But that process took much longer, though. Yeah, but they didn't find any... There was nothing in their system that matched it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of just a, a no-go. Yeah. Okay, so remember the envelope. He said that there would be letters to follow. Yes. There were 13 letters that followed. Jeez. And some one of them read, had fun with the police. Had my fun with the police. I'm learning how to read. <laughs> signed, Black Dahlia Avenger. And most of these were signed, the Black Dahlia Avenger. Avenger like Marvel Avengers? Yep. Okay. Wow. But he didn't really... He killed her. He didn't avenge her. I know. He didn't really do anything like brave or... Um, decent yeah so wow okay i think most people think too highly of themselves yeah i'm just gonna put it out there absolutely if you think you're really really great you probably aren't you think you're hot shit and most of the time everyone thinks you're the worst yeah (laughs) okay so when elizabeth moved to la she checked into the baltimore hotel which is supposedly extremely haunted and now today guests have reported seeing a woman in all black wandering around the halls and then just walking into a wall now as in 1947 no now 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 now. (gasps) but also like i mean this the biltmore's near the cecil like it's just so many bad things happened in that area in this time period like yeah. that whole area just should be burnt down. <laughs> I don't just start over. I feel like you'd have to do a, quite the cleansing on it before you burnt it all down. Because burning it down could just anger all those spirits. Anyway, that's not what this episode's about. But. I don't know. 
So I'm going to get into the suspects now. Okay. So a lot of people believe that it's a man named Robert Manley who had dropped her off at the hotel and apparently they had dated for a while. Oh. So he dropped he drove her from San Diego to LA. And then basically he drove back to San Diego. To San Diego. And I guess he drove her back supposedly before he went back so supposedly before she was killed. So, okay. He also passed a polygraph, but that's nothing. We've yeah. We've been over that. We've been over that, and we've pretty much proven um, that they're worthless. Yes, but apparently the Biltmore Hotel was the last place she was seen alive. Oh, okay. But people also say that the last... I've also heard that people say the last place she was seen alive was getting drinks at the Cecil Hotel. But also I feel like a famous case like this, after that comes out, people are like, well, I was at that area. I was somewhere in that area, and I saw a woman with dark hair and black clothes on that night. I saw the Black Dahlia. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, she's probably everywhere after that. You know, yeah. how many women did you see wearing black clothes that had black hair? Probably a lot. A lot. So it's hard to say exactly what happened, but also it should be noted that Robert Manley in 1954 was put in a mental hospital because he was hearing voices. Oof, maybe. I don't know. Okay, suspect two. This one's not really suspect, but it's important for later. Okay, so the investigators that were, or the detectives that were investigating this case had gotten reports of a black car hanging around the vacant lot early in the morning, and they also said there was a man dressed all in black walking around the area. They didn't know much more than that, and because they that's not really much to go on, they weren't able to follow up that lead. But remember that, because it's going to make sense for a suspect down the road okay suspect three joseph dermis he told the police that he was blackout drunk with elizabeth and that he thought that he had killed her he admitted that he killed her oh shit but this was a false confession because he was on a military base when she would have died so this guy's so just dumb well this guy's probably just a blackout drunk and he's probably like i don't know what i did yeah that you know suspect four this is the wild one so this is a george dr george hodel so just a little background on him his house had a secret room in it where his kids were not allowed to go in yikes um also side note ladies (laughs) if your husband or boyfriend or fiance has a room or even a closet that you are not allowed to go in go in it if he really thinks that he needs to hide something from you (laughs) that's not like a pile of dirty underwear that he just doesn't want to clean you got a problem you got a big problem probably a murderous one yeah that's so common with serial killers they'll they have like a garage that no one's allowed to go into or they're the basement or that was common i feel like it's less common now because women because are like was, well yeah um excuse you <laughs> yeah like you can't get away with it the way you could in the 40s where yeah. okay well i yes yes sir yes you're the man i i i'm i'm the woman and i listen to everything the man says yes i don't really have a brain yeah. <laughs> um but yeah um you should be able to 
you should be allowed to go in every area of your house. So George's son, Steve Hodel, was five when this murder happened. He became a detective. For 15 years, he was a detective, and then he retired because he became convinced that his dad, George Hodel, had killed Elizabeth. And so he wanted to spend all his time investigating this. Shit. And I think he's right. So George, Dr. George Hodel was extremely intelligent, and he apparently breezed through medical school. And he ran a clinic in L.A., uh, a venereal disease clinic in L.A. Okay. Um, and so that would make sense why all the cuts on the Black Dahlia looked like the work of a surgeon. Well, I yeah. think I forgot to say that. I just assumed because she said she was cut in half. Yeah. I feel like there you would have mentioned no, if there it was There were no like, disturbed organs. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I feel like you would have mentioned there if the the cuts looked shitty. Like not like unclean. But they were, they were perfect. That's yeah. the thing. Precision. Precision cuts. Okay. So he was a bachelor in the 1940s and he had 11 children with five different women wow which i feel like is i mean i feel like that's even weird today yeah but even back then that's like unheard of yeah like just wild he also was accused by one of his daughters of sexual assault she had said that he tried to offer her up to his friends and he himself had sex with her when she was 14 Jesus. And when she was 15, she had a baby. <laughs> we don't know who the father is, but um, the father of that baby could possibly be her grandfather. Great. Um, that baby was given up for adoption. Oh, and got lost into the system? No, she was adopted. It was a girl, and she was adopted by a family like in Utah or something. Mm-hmm. And probably knows nothing of where she came from, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. But he was found not guilty because why wouldn't a white man in the 40s be found not guilty? Right. And also, I found that a lot of the family said that this girl was lying, but he also was the breadwinner of the family, so he very could have well easily bribed the family to say this. Uh, Yeah. You know, Steve Hodel, the son, also found pictures later that looked like elizabeth in his dad's things and a forensic artist looked at it years ago and he was 85 percent sure that it wasn't elizabeth in that photo but then in 2014 he had someone use modern day facial recognition technology and it was 90 to 95 percent sure that it was elizabeth but basically both these percentages that came back were both inconclusive yeah, you need. It so needs to be. Basically, they were like, we don't know. It could be or it couldn't be. Right. I saw the pictures. Some of them look more like her than not. I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. And it's it, tough. Also, it doesn't. With the rest of this information, I feel like it doesn't matter. Okay, so he also. They also did a handwriting test because some of the le- the letters were handwritten, and he tested the handwriting of his father. And basically, those results were inconclusive as well. They ranged from probable to inconclusive. Mm. So still, like, well, we don't know. So the L.A. Police Department, when they were solving this at this time, George was a suspect. He was such a suspect that they bugged his house. 
Wow. At one time. And they caught him saying something. Supposedly, I did kill the Black Dahlia. They couldn't prove it now. They can't talk to my sec- they can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. So I'm like, okay, did you kill your secretary too? What are you talking about? Right, why would that even... Like, he sounds like an old-timey villain. Right. Uh, you can't uh, you can't check my schedule because I hear this. Yeah. Because she's dead. She's dead! They also caught him saying something. This is the best payoff I've seen between law enforcement agencies, and I'd like to get a connection made in the DA's office as well. This Weird will make sense say. in a second. Um, so he runs LA's um, venereal disease clinic, right? Which means he knows and works closely with LA's sex workers, mm. and but not just them. He works with the politicians, the police officers, and the people in power that use these sex workers. Mm. So people have thought that he could have blackmailed the police officers, saying, "If you keep quiet." About what I did, I'll keep quiet about what you did. Yeah, pretty much. He's got them wrapped around his finger, basically. Yeah. Also, it was, at this time, it was very well known that the LAPD was very corrupt, and I mean, that hasn't changed. But all the physical evidence from this crime conveniently was lost. Oh, good. I don't know how you lose physical evidence, but they managed to do so. Because they were bribed. I think so. Okay, also in 2012, Steve went back to where his dad lived at the time with a police dog, and the police dog was supposed to see if he could sniff out human remains, and he found something, but there's a lot of things that he could have been smelling, so they tested the soil, and it tested positive for human remains. And even though this does not belong to the Black Dahlia, it belonged to someone, so I think that he probably was a serial killer and getting away with it because he's a doctor he also drove a black 1936 packard car which fit the description of the car that said was said to be hanging around that area right that morning yeah george also ordered 50 pound sacks of cement to be brought to his house for redecorating like a week before the murders and in the pictures you can see that there are similar bags close by to the body, and the police believe that these bags were being carried, that was what she was carried in to get her from the car to the vacant lot. Also, um, a lot of people said that they knew each other and that they were probably had been, they'd been seen together going out. And I'm wondering if those pages out of her address book were his name in it mm. or somebody's name, you know, if this wasn't him. Yeah, I mean, you know, those pages were torn out for a reason. Definitely lean makes me lean towards that she knew whoever did this and she knew them personally. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to talk about a victim that I think is connected to the Black Dahlia murders. Her name is Janine French, and she was found February 10th, 1947. So she also had blunt force trauma to the head, and her body was posed in a weird way, dumped in a vacant lot. On her torso, she had the initial. She had initials written in lipstick, BD, Black Dahlia, or that's what's believed to be. So I'm sorry, um, and Black Dahlia was before this one? Yes. Right, okay, sorry. Steve had hired a handwriting expert um, to look at George's handwriting, and the handwriting expert said that the BD matched the Black Dahlia letters 
and George's handwriting. But I thought George's handwriting compared um, was was uh... that was a different handwriting expert. So oh. that's the thing is like handwriting experts like it's hard to you just don't know. Also, I feel like my handwriting changes literally every time I write something. Yeah, none of my hand it's not yeah, it's not the same. I don't know. I don't know how they test that stuff. I don't whatever. So then shortly after this, so those two murders happened in 1947. 47. So in 1950, George moved to the Philippines. Which is a strange move. He um, fleed. Unless you're fleeing. And then in 1967, a woman in the Philippines was found cut up and posed oddly in a vacant lot. Apparently, this happened while he was living a half mile away from that crime scene. <laughs> it's not looking good for you, Georgie boy. I literally think he yeah. was a serial killer. Yeah. He probably did this to a bunch of other people in the Philippines, you know? Yeah. And just went undetected. Yeah. Because it's a less, like, policed country. Oh, for sure. Country. And who's going to question the white dude in a uh, foreign country? Exactly. And in this time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So later, um, Stephen K., the L.A. County head deputy DA who was speaking only for himself and not the department, said, I would have no reservations about filing two counts of murder against Dr. George Hodel, meaning he thinks that... He believes that it's George. He not only killed Elizabeth Short, but he killed also killed... Um, what was the her other name? gal. Um, Janine French. French. Isn't that wild? Today the case is still open, but it is not. it has not been actively worked on for years. But it's because there's... Oh, I mean, I think we know who did it. Right, but there's no way to... There's just no way to prove it. Also, he's dead. Yeah. Um, but so John Douglas was the former lead of the FBI serial crimes unit. Um, and he said something about this case that is really frustrating. He said so much information can be observed from the murderer's interactions and time he spent with the body that today this crime would have been very solvable. Shit. And I think it was very solvable then. I just think the police didn't want to solve it. I think a lot of things conveniently just went away. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Especially when they catch him, George Hodel, saying things like that on their bugged devices. Mm -hmm. And then they say, oh, he didn't do it. He literally just confessed to doing it. He was literally, it was like, supposedly I did kill her. They couldn't prove it now because Can't she's dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me stroke my mustache. <laughs> Isn't that what old timey villains did? Ah, yes, they twist their yeah, mustaches. Yeah, they twist it. They twist it. <laughs> oh, that it? That's the Black Dahlia That's the Black murder. Dahlia. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was the name of the serial killer, but no, no it was no. the name of the Le Victime. And then in Spider-Man, um, Zendaya has a Black Dahlia necklace because she likes, or no, who gets the Black Dahlia necklace? Um, Will yeah, Parker. Will Parker? From Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he buys her the Black Dahlia necklace. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, in the second Spider-Man. Yeah, but it's funny because he thinks that she just likes the Black Dahlia flower. And then she goes, yeah, because of the murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I learned something today. 
Yeah, that's the Black Dahlia murders. And I think it's murders because... Well, the other one makes sense. Yeah. She died, died literally the same way. Yeah. Also, even if this guy, even if George Hodel didn't kill these two women, he's still just a giant piece of shit. <laughs> a giant garbage. Garbage bag. Garbage human. And we should have just thrown him in jail just for good measure. Well, he had money and he had a little bit of power and he made sure to use it, so. Garbage. What can you do? Throw him in jail. Not if he makes all the evidence disappear. <gasps> oh, I hate everything. It's just, it's it's ironic that the system fails even when you know, you, if you can't prove it, but you know it to be true, the system can do nothing for you. But like with a little bit of evidence... Even if the person didn't do it, the system's like, yeah, that one, send him to jail. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's weird. Well, that's just the difference of, you know, this was a rich white doctor. Yeah. If you're anything other than that, they're like, well. Sucks to suck. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure shit like that still happens. All right. Time for a palate cleanse. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. See if I can find what I wrote. I don't know what kind of wine I got, but um, I don't like it. I'm just trying to get through it. I'm sorry that you have to, that you feel like you have to just get through it. Do you ever feel like that? Sometimes with beer, yeah. Did <laughs> you buy that bottle of wine? Yeah. Oh. All right. You just wanted to get a red so that you could use your big fancy red wine glasses. Yeah. Well, we I had to use them. I had to try them out. Yeah, you could have bought a better red. Why didn't you just get Apothic? You know you like Apothic. I know, but I was at Trader Joe's and they don't carry that. Oh, that so makes I, sense. I just that Target over. I know. Has a liquor store. I know. So, there you go. All right. Story time with Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> Article published September 7th, 2020 by Fox 8. The founder of Jelly Belly Jelly Beans is hosting a series of cash prize treasure hunts around the country before <gasps> his retirement. Okay, I'm so glad you're doing this because I saw the title of this, like, scrolling through Facebook, and I didn't read it because I was hoping you'd do it. Yep. Anyone that participates will be will then be eligible to search for the ultimate treasure, which is a key to one of his factories. This is literally Willy what does Wonka that mean? The factory. I don't. It doesn't. It didn't go into much more detail than that, but it just says it's literally a key to one of his factories because he's going to retire soon. Like you can, or is it like you own this now, or is it like you can just walk in and eat all the jelly bellies you want to? Maybe I don't know. It did not specify. I need to know. They didn't say. David Klein and his partner have started going across the USA hiding gold-style tickets in the form of necklaces in places they come across with an interesting story. Cute. Yeah. Those who wish to get involved just need to pay an entry fee of $49.99 to get access to their state's clue. So they're literally going to all 50 states. I want to do it. And we can. They So the company said that each treasure hunt is valued at $5,000, and only 1,000 people can participate in each treasure hunt. So 1,000 people per state. You know what? I bet it's somewhere in Duluth. I don't know. They said, like, what did they say? Uh, in places they come across with an interesting story. Oh, an interesting story. The first clue, which is George's clue, will be released at the end of September. And they're releasing them periodically. Minnesota hasn't oh, even okay. been announced yet. Well, that's probably because they're probably going to do it in the summer. Yeah, they don't want to hide yeah. Because then it's going to be under snow and no one will find it ever, ever. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. 
That's kind of cool. That's very cool. It's like cute. a modern day Willy Wonka in the like Jelly Bean it. Factory. I just want to know what it means to have a key to a factory. Yeah. It did not. It didn't specify. Because if it's just a tour of the factory, I don't really care. I don't think it's that, though. It's got to have a, a greater significance than that because they're going through all this trouble. I feel like he wouldn't just set you up on a tour. Yeah. I feel like there's something something bigger attached to it. I don't know, though. Cool. September 8th, 2020, this article was published by Sonia Jane on NDTV, and it was on some other spots, but this is just where I got it from. <laughs> this happened to a French man who accidentally blew up part of his house while trying to get rid of a bug. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> That was me earlier. That was us earlier. I almost blew up the house <laughs> over that bug that was on the wall. That's like those memes where you see like a house burning down and then it's like someone being like, there was a spider. There was a spider. Kill it. Kill it with fire. <laughs> the man who has not been publicly identified. I bet he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> reportedly blew up part of his house in France while trying to kill a fly. The French man began to swat the fly with an electric racket, which, you know, electric fly swatter. Not realizing that a gas canister was leaking inside his house. A is he okay? I'll get to that in a second here. A reaction between the electric fly swatter and the leaking gas caused a reaction. The resulting explosion brought down part of the kitchen and partly damaged the roof of his house. He sustained only a burn to his hand and was transported, uh, transported, transported to a hospital for a checkup. It is not clear what happened to the fly that caused the whole mess. <laughs> <laughs> I like that ending. <laughs> the fly. I wish survived. I could take. I wish I could take credit for it, but that was pretty much word for word from Sonia Jane's article. That's hilarious. That's really funny. Too bad. Literally burned down his house. I guess his family is rebuilding his house while he's he's living. I don't remember. That's very kind of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What was that bug that was on the wall here? I don't know. That looked like a hybrid of a centipede and a spider. And a spider. And I don't know what else, but when you smashed it, it was like juicy. <laughs> and you know what? I was not down with it. And if that thing has babies running around, we might be calling the exterminator. Yeah, that was not good. And it just like looked like it was either a fuzz on the wall or like a weird crack in the wall. I literally thought it was like like a like a hole. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that I'm was not. Gross. I'm not good with that. And you know what? I. I understand on a spiritual level <laughs> what that man was going through. I do. But although it wouldn't have been me, it would have been you. And I would have been <laughs> screaming in the hallway. Uh, we should get an electric fly swatter. After that story? We don't have any gas canisters. It'd be fine. No, because then Penny will start playing with it. and she, We'll just keep put it on top of the fridge or wherever, out of reach. She's a dog. She doesn't have thumbs. Because we have so many flies running around in here. I'm just saying. You just want one to play with it. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I have to kill the spiders. You're going to use an electric fly swatter to kill a spider? Why not? You know what? You do whatever you want to. Thanks, babe. Just as long as you kill them. <laughs> All right. This is my last one. September, uh, published September 9th, 2020 by Mark Mulholland on NBC 13. This takes place... In Lake George, Albany, New York. Jimmy McDonald was paddling in a kayak. He drifted away from his wife and stepkids because he was taking pictures with his new smartphone and not really paying attention to what was going on. As he tried Me. to make his way back, 
the water got choppier, and he paddled harder before he tipped over and lost his paddle. He was in about 30 feet of water, his ill-fitting life jacket coming up over his head, and he was holding onto the hike, uh, hike, the kayak with one hand and his new $1,400 smartphone with the other. He said that there were other kayak, there are other kayakers and canoeists that were passing by in the distance, but the former amateur boxer's pride wouldn't let him scream for help. So for several exhausting minutes, he kept trying to turn the kayak back over. And then he's quoted, that's when I said, all right, I think I might die today. I think this might be it. I prayed to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for help, oh McDonald said. Just wait. So this, there's another man, Greg Barrett, who is a captain for Tiki Tours. <laughs> I like that. A lot of things aligned that day, uh, Greg Barrett said. He typically pilots partiers, but not on this day. At first, Barrett saw Jamie's paddle. Pilots and what? Partiers. Just people partying. Like at the Tiki Tour. It's a Tiki bar on water. You know what? I would love that. It'd be super cool, right? It'd be a lot of fun. He first saw Jimmy's paddle, and then one of his passengers said they heard a call for help. So as soon as I turned the boat towards him, I realized his life preserver had been in the upper portion of his head, and he was, and, and, and he was, he was hanging on for dear life, Barrett said. They got to him, a deckhand, and the passengers pulled him on board. Here's where it gets interesting, according to the article. This is pretty much word for word. Jimmy is a drug counselor and a recovering addict. How, f- this is him quoted how funny is it that i've been sober for seven years and i get saved by a tiki bar (laughs) (laughs) and not just any tiki bar it was a bar full of priests and seminarians from paulist fathers a catholic retreat on the lake he prayed for help from above and it arrived in the form of men of the cloth (laughs) on a floating bar (laughs) the priests and seminaries uh sorry seminarians who were on board have no doubt that a higher power played a role in them being there exactly when McDonald needed them. We're missionaries, says Chris Milano, a second-year seminarian. For us, that day, that was our mission, to be present and to help someone in need. That someone in need says he's committed to continuing to help others drowning in action. I just take that as a sign from God that he's got me here for a real re- real reason, McDonald said. Aw. Yeah. That's a Literally nice prays story. to God to be saved and gets... Rescued by priests. Priests. <laughs> <laughs> Minutes later. It's crazy. Yeah. It's weird how things like that work out. Aww. Yeah. It's kind of a sweet one. That is. You ready for the honorable mentions? Yes, I am. These are my favorite. These are fun. Number one. Salon had to remove job ad for a happy stylist because it is discriminatory against unhappy people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I understand that. Yeah. I... I used to work at a restaurant that I will not name, but they were trying to be way fancier than they were. They're, you're a chain. Settle down, you're a chain. You're not fancy. Yeah. Um, and I had one manager that would always tell me I should smile more. I should smile more. Ugh. You don't tell any of the guys. To smile more. To smile more. I've, you never have. I guarantee you never have. Oh, I was so pissed. Oh, I was so pissed. <laughs> I quit. Sorry. I That's get all it. Good. Yeah. Moving on. Number two. <laughs> Woman sentenced to jail after she glued her vagina to frame <laughs> ex-boyfriend. Wait, Next. I need that one more time. What? Woman sentenced to jail after she glued her vagina to frame her ex-boyfriend. Glued what? So she and I actually read this article. Glued? She super glued her vag together. So Why? that she could blame it on her ex-boyfriend as revenge. 
This sounds like a terrible <laughs> plan. <laughs> God. Yeah, literally got sent to jail because she got caught in the lie for com- for making up a crime that this man didn't commit and trying to get him sent to jail. <laughs> okay, so you sleep super glue. So she so okay. So she super glued her vagina together. Then what? Then what? What's the next step? <laughs> <laughs> then you go to the hospital, the police. Well, since she wanted to like put her boyfriend in jail, she probably went to the police and yeah. was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> can you imagine that police report?" Yeah. Uh, so we had a woman come in today, and uh, funny story, she had a uh, super glued her vag together. I'm sorry, her what? Her her vagine. Wait. Okay. Do you have any more about this? About this story? Yes. What do you want to know? Did she go to the hospital or did she go to a police department? She went to the police. Oh, my God. She went to the police. How many drugs were in her system at this time? None, but she was just crazy and everyone knew she was crazy. And like her story didn't match up with whatever. Um, There was literally cameras at the convenience store that recorded her buying the super glue. There was a couple of other weird details. I just kind of skimmed through it just to see because I was Quarantine interested. Quarantine has some, done some weird things to people. Yeah. And then the last uh, honorable mention headline. Ukrainian church leader who called COVID-19 God's punishment for same-sex marriage tests positive for virus. <laughs> Eat it. Take that. Yeah, for real. Take that. Ugh. He got his. Garbage. And that's this week's honorable mentions. Wait, where was that? Ukraine. Pits and Peaks. I had to look it up. Your Pit and Peak? Yeah. Did you write it down? Yeah. Oh. Just so I remembered. Yeah, that's fair. Didn't want to have to make it up on the spot. That's smart. I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So my peak this week was being able to get Sarah to dallas and just get her all settled in and you know she's in a good she's in a good place and i was just happy that i was able to do that and i was happy that we made it all in one piece yeah for real i was very tired after that though oh my gosh i was tired you might still be recovering from that actually i don't know i these last couple weeks i feel like i've or weeks this last (laughs) couple days i feel like my brain has been on a different planet but it's fine and my pit so I had this callback for a movie this last week, and it went fine. It didn't go brilliantly. I'm pretty sure I didn't get it, but I was just so hard on myself because I didn't get it. Because I feel like right now, like, there's barely anything auditioning. So when you get a callback, it's like the biggest thing in the world. And it shouldn't feel like that, but it does. And I don't know. I just, ugh. I need to be more nice to myself (laughs) holy shit she said it i've literally guys guys and gals this is a conversation her and i have every time she has a callback i'm trying i know and that is awesome so good thank you (laughs) i love it awesome okay you go Mm -hmm. my peak would be i think my peak is um when we went to the lake with my with my sister and her uh, brother-in-law and my cousin and my cousin i thought that was a lot of fun i think they had a good time and it was nice to get them up there and hang out for 
the weekend. That was fun, except for the swarm of the bee- of bees. Yeah. What was that? Well, your neighbors have uh, a bees, like a beehive. They're not really neighbors, though. They're like five houses down. I mean, but still, not next door neighbors. They're still your neighbors. It's still a neighborhood. Well, I was not into that. I know, but everything else about that weekend was pretty fun. Other than that, it was fun. And my pit is my couch. How much you missed me while I was gone in Dallas. Yeah, I have two pits. I missed you. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was, yeah. I, <laughs> I missed you a lot. I did. <laughs> that was, for reference, we're recording this a week after she's been gone. So, like, I'm, I've been over the sad part. He forgot about how much he missed me. Because I haven't had to miss you these past few days because mm-hmm. you were home. Stinker. <laughs> so, yes, my pit was you left me all alone with just the dog. But also, we're not getting our couch till January. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> you were kind of in a bad mood for the rest of the day. I was really upset about it, low-key. Then I had to go to work, which was the, which made it worse. But I honestly don't think we're going to find a better couch than that one. No, I don't think so either. With so. the price we got. Yeah, it's fine. I, It just, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Just sucks. Yeah. But what doesn't suck this year? I don't know. <laughs> and with that, would you like to send them off, Emily? Yeah. Great. Let's hear it. All right. I always forget how to do this. I know you do, and I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's production (laughs) of Gray, the podcast. All right. Sorry. Okay. So much. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Um, Everyone, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. That's on Apple Podcasts. That's really the best way that we can get more people to listen to it. And Makes it easier to be found. Yeah, get more visible. Um, also, you can follow us on at Gray the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I'm also on Instagram at Emily Sue Bankson underscore. And Dylan is Dylan underscore Michael underscore. So many underscores. Underscore underscore underscore. underscore. <laughs> I like them. And yeah, if you guys have any stories you want to send us, maybe stories that happened to you or some maybe something you want us to cover. Um, I covered Rachel's story this week and I plan on covering another listener story next week. Oh, okay. Which I'm really excited to do. Great. Yeah, or if something funny or stupid or weird has happened to you, I would love to, love to read about that and share that on here. Yeah. Also, make sure... Like we said, rate and review, subscribe is a great way to do it. But also just telling people about us that we're here. Share with them the link because it is kind of a pain in the butt to find. And we know so we're working on ways to fix that. But if you share them the link, yeah, um, it's um, easier to find it. Also, you could make a Facebook story. Yeah. About us. Talk about us on Facebook. Make an Instagram post. I meant an Instagram story. It's oh all good. My God. We got there. We're fine. Everything's okay. It's okay. You're still cute. Thanks. And with that. Have a great week. Oh, we're sorry that this is coming to you a day late. We had some technical difficulties and then even more technical difficulties when my phone broke today. All right. And this has been a Penny Approved Podcast.